Hi guys, I have to tell you about this amazing event that we're sponsoring and is a, we're a part of. It's called Attune by Living Holy and my good friend Jenny Emblem, who you can listen to in this feed, her uh, Sunday School episode is called Attune, is hosting the most amazing, beautiful event right outside of Atlanta, November 8th through 11th. It's a four-day wellness experience to optimize health from the inside out. She's featuring amazing inspirational speakers, interactive workshops, immersion in nature. Let me tell you some of these names. The Elizabeth Gilbert. Can you believe it? Eat, Pray, Love, Elizabeth Gilbert, Gabby Bernstein, Sierra Rose, Shaman Durek, John Wineland. The list goes on and on about these amazing speakers and authors and just motivational individuals. It is uh, located in Serenby. And Serenby, if you haven't been there, it's a mystical urban utopia. I mean, it's incredible, guys. There's acres of forests and meadows and nature trails. Uh, there's going to be amazing fresh food and clean air. And you get to just immerse yourself in your own well-being and attune yourself to you to nature, to each other. It's going to be such an incredible experience and I'm so excited that we get to be a part of it. So if you live in Atlanta, you should definitely stop by at least for a day, if not the whole thing. The website is attunebylivingholly.com and then people are flying from all over the country to attend this event. So if you're not in Atlanta and you're one of our listeners somewhere else in the country. The Atlanta airport is pretty close to this event. Fly in, easy breezy, head to Serenby. You are not going to want to miss this event. If you come, look for us. We're going to have a mini modern mystic shop and we're going to be doing readings and stuff. So uh, again, a tune by livingholy.com uh, and you're not going to want to miss this incredible opportunity. Hello, welcome to another episode of Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. My name is Kelly Knight. I am your podcast host and Modern Mystic Shop owner. We have something special to announce. We have created a website just for you guys, the listeners of this podcast. If you go ahead and visit sundayschoolpod.com, you'll be able to see our most recent episodes, quickly subscribe to iTunes. You can see our calendar of events and upcoming classes so you can attend in person if you're coming through Atlanta. Or that'll also give you a sneak preview into what podcasts will be released in the future. So every Sunday, we teach the class live in the shop. And then the following Sunday, it'll appear in your feed. I really encourage you guys to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Please tell your friends about it. Share it on Instagram. We're trying our best to give you quality content, and we would love to share this content as far and as wide as we can and build an amazing network and community. So every little bit really does help. This week, we have a brand new teacher to the podcast. Her name is Angelica Ray. She is an intuitive coach and energy healer. She specializes in guiding women on how to connect more fully with their own intuition, how to align with their most authentic self, and how to create the life that they are divinely purposed for. 
In this class specifically, Angelica Ray teaches on the sister wound. This is a derivative of the divine feminine shadow. She discusses the historic roots of this spiritual affliction, how it presents in our modern experience, and explains why healing it allows us to fully harvest the potential of the divine feminine magic. We have not covered this topic quite this way before, and we're really excited to have a new teacher this week. So without further ado, I give you Angelica Ray and the Sister Wound. Hello, beautiful women. Hey. All right, I'm super excited. So um, I want to kind of just start us off in the, in the vein of getting in touch with our divine feminine and, and cultivating sisterhood and healing maybe those sister wounds. Can each of us turn to a woman that's next to us that maybe we don't know and never met and just greet her? Just greet her this morning. Introduce yourself and greet her. Perfect. See, that's fun, right? Like, it feels good to be in the company of other women and to just for a second open ourselves up, make that connection, um, and see ourselves in the eyes of one another. So thank you for that. So to get us started this morning, I'm going to ground us into this space. I'm going to say a, a little prayer and guide us through a, a prayer meditation. It's pretty standard. If you've worked with me before, you know I open pretty much every session with the same um, prayer. And if it feels right with you, great. If it doesn't fit for you, that's fine. No need to um, assume anything that, that doesn't feel right for you. But I will just anchor us into this space and guide us, and I'll, I'll call in our guides and our protection to really support us in our time together today. So go ahead and just take a second, get grounded in your chair. Start to feel the weight of your body in the chair, your feet on the ground. Feel that beautiful divine feminine energy circulating the room. Take a couple deep, calming, cleansing breaths. You're here. Relax. Great spirit, surround us with your power, your peace, your love, your wisdom, and your strength. We invite the archangels, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and Uriel, to surround and protect the four corners of this space. We ask our ascended masters, joy guides, spirit guides, benevolent ancestors, guardian angels, and any other higher level being into this space now. We ask you to draw in close. We invite you to draw in near. And we ask that our dialogue today, that our conversation is grounded with clarity, with love, with light and truth. We ask that all of the information exchanged is for the highest and best of all, for our growth, expansion, and connection. Amen. Great. Thank you. All right. So how the heck did we end up at Sunday school class about the divine feminine shadow? And lately, we've heard a lot about 
um, the uprising of the divine feminine, right? And shifting the paradigm from the masculine and embracing our more feminine nature, which is great. Like, it's happening and we're part of it and it's beautiful. But we've also been really hurt ancestrally, um, even in our own lifetimes here and now. We've been really hurt by some aspects of the divine feminine, by the shadow side of the feminine that comes out um, and has ultimately pitted us against one another. And so if we're going to raise the collection of consciousness and we're going to raise the vibration and we're going to shift into, um, into a society that, that embraces and embodies the divine feminine, then we first have to integrate the shadow. So let's do, a, um, let's do like a little definition. How do I define the sister wound? And I define it as the emotional, psychological, and spiritual affliction that keeps us separate from one another and out of touch with our magic. So you're like, oh gosh, that's, that's whew, a little weighty, I know. So to define it even further, let's take a look at history, right? So where did this come from? I'm gonna try so hard not to use any bad words, you guys. I have a trash mouth, <laughs> and if I, you hear the pause, it's like me trying to edit myself, so just bear with me. But, uh, oh great, okay, cool, we'll get a little explicit flag and keep this thing popping. Okay, <laughs> okay, so historically, like, so what, where did we come from? And we came from, in ancient times, um, we were like from pagan culture, right? Which was like the embodiment, the expression wholly of the divine feminine. We were connected to earth. Women were embraced. Women sat in circle. Um, menstruation was like a community event where everybody sat and was in sisterhood and was in support of the woman who was going through that experience. Um, women were called on to like navigate where entire tribes were going to settle. Was there enough water here? Was there enough resources? And the woman's intuition led the way for that. We knew, we know. And so the masculine depended on us for that. Until we decided, and by we I mean masculine society, decided they were gonna like conquer some shit and like go to war and like wanted to like overtake the world. Well, they're like, well, damn, we, we can't really do that if we have like all these women running around like who when they come together like make connection and know one another and are like peaceful at their nature. We can't like go to war and have all these crazy conquests and like justify killing and pillaging and like all this crazy stuff if we live in a society where this, this woman's intuition and her nature is what is at the root. Well, we, we got to switch stuff up. Like, we were trying to do this, and these women are going to make it really hard for us. So, you know, fast forward, and the antidote to their woman problem became separating us, robbing us of our intuition, making it wrong, making it witchcraft, um, instituting the patriarchy of what might be considered organized religion in a lot of ways that are all dependent upon the strong male father figure. So that's kind of like a backstory. That's how we got to this place, right? We were um, pitted intentionally against one another so that masculine society could do its masculine society thing. And what we see now is an earth that's bleeding, people that are hurting, societies that are falling apart because we've lost that connection. 
So how do we restore it? Well, we restore it by integrating the aspects of the shadow that were used to pit us against each other in the first place. So these aspects of our shadow were what were used to keep women separate, to keep us in competition, to keep us judging, to keep us from fully expressing our own intuitive divine nature. And it's time to reown and reclaim those aspects of ourselves. And it's ugly, really, really ugly. And it's hard, and we've all felt it. And we're sitting in this room now, and we can probably all think of the first time we remember being hurt by a sister, by another woman. Whew. And so we're, we're here, because it's time to heal. So let's talk about um, what I'm gonna go through kind of like three different main aspects of the divine feminine the shadow aspects of that divine feminine, and then how the sister wound shows up as a result. Then I'll walk you through uh, some antidotes to all of those things and offer some more support for you as you begin to integrate um, the shadow aspects and contend with them in your own life. So the feminine nature at its core is like creative and abundant, right? She like not only makes life, she makes everything. She, a woman makes a house a home, she makes children, she makes community, she can make a meal out of an ingredient and a half. Like she is nat naturally creative and abundant and there's a never ending flow that comes with the divine feminine. Well, in the shadow of that, she is the opposite. She believes in scarcity, she is fearful, she lives in lack mentality. Well, what, what is the wound that comes out of that? Well, if we're naturally abundant, but we're feeling and living into scarcity mindset, well, then we're gonna be in competition, right? So that's the sister wound, the first sister wound I wanna talk about, competition. What does that mean? It means me versus you, not me with you. It's very simple. It means there's my sister sitting at the desk next to me, but we're going for this same promotion. So we're not going to collaborate on ways to show up as our best selves in the interview. We're going to go behind each other's back. We're in competition. We um, are worried about salary, who's making, who's making more money than me, right? So that's kind of like the first major sister wound and how it shows up in comp as competition. Second uh, is our natural nature, our natural nature, marinate on that for a second, She's intuitive, right? She's sensing, she's feeling, she's, she's engaged in a sensory experience at all times. She lives into that, she uses that to guide her. She uses that to determine how she engages with the world around her. Well, the shadow of that is twofold. Number one, she's drowning. She's drowning in a pool of emotional gunk that doesn't belong to her. And so she quells her own intuitive nature because it's just too much information. She doesn't know how to deal with it. She's been told it's bad, so she just cuts off the faucet entirely so she doesn't have to feel it. She also becomes, let's see. Yeah, she also becomes um, exclusionary, separatist, right? If naturally we're inclusive, 
naturally we're sensing and feeling, then we become exclusionary. I don't know you, you're different than me, you look different than me, you show up in the world differently, you have sex with too many men, you're such a prude. All of these things that we put on women as labels to judge them and make them other. Sister wound number two, judgment. All right. Sister, sister uh, so, yeah, inclusion and community, and then we, we, get, we get judgment. Sister wound, and I want you to, I also want to kind of be clear, like, this is, like, I'm a Virgo son with a cardinal grand cross, so if you know anything about astrology, it's kind of like a cosmic joke and a north node in Pisces. Um, so, like, as my, <laughs> so it's, like, really funny. Basically, like, is this dichotomy between trying to um, create structure and then, like, flowing with my intuition is, like, my divine purpose, but my cardinal cross and my Virgo really struggle. Anyway, so I'm going to, like, try to make it nice, clean, and pretty, but the reality is, like, this is not, like, a nice, clean, and pretty one, two, three, ABC topic, right? For the purposes of structuring this class and this time together and so that you get something tangible to walk away with, there is structure, but I also um, just want to make the note that there's a lot of fluidity between these aspects and between the wounds, and there's, there's layers. So, okay, sister wound, sister wound number three. So naturally the woman is empathetic, she's caring, she's, um, she's sensing, she is concerned about the well-being of others. The, the um, shadow side of that is like cattiness, right? Is hurt, like it's the, it's the mean girl gossip that comes out from having hurt feelings, from having hurt feelings, from feeling like you're not seen, like you're not desired or um, accepted. So sister wound number three, hurt feelings and cattiness. So here we are. How do we keep ourselves separate from one another? We're in competition. We judge each other. And we hurt each other's feelings or have hurt feelings and or exhibit cattiness. I couldn't find another, a better word for cattiness. That even that word alone just really irks me, but it's kind of the best descriptor of what I'm trying to convey. But that's that, that nature of talking about people behind their backs. That's that nature of gossip. All of those kind of like lower level shadow things, right? All right. So I'm going to pause for questions. Any questions so far about those three shadow elements, those three sister wounds that show up? No questions. All right. Great. I love it. So let's talk about how to heal them. How do we heal these aspects of ourselves? How do we heal competition? Well, that sounds easy enough. We collaborate, right? We go back to what we know, which is being in sisterhood, being in community, being in collaboration with one another. So that's something as simple as bringing another woman in on a project you're working on. You know, instead of, instead of having to go at it solo all the time, invite another woman to collaborate with you. Shop and show up at female-owned businesses. Spend your money, spend your time, spend your resources with other women, women in collaboration with them.
another aside is I'm also like really intuitive and this environment is really, really inclusive or really, really um, conducive to my like intuitive nature. So the pauses are like spirit trying to like talk to me and like me trying to like have a whole class that I'm having here and then like also trying to listen to what like they're trying to say so that they can share. So yeah, just bear with my, my pregnant pauses there. So yeah, so um, collaboration is the way that we heal competition. Second, how do we heal the sister wound of judgment? If we're naturally inclusive, we're naturally nurturing, but the shadow has, you know, uh, borne us to be exclusive, to be separate, then we heal it by, again, coming together in community. We heal it by being authentic, by being vulnerable, by showing up in our truth. How many times in your life have you had an experience where you saw a woman or, or experienced a woman and you first, you went to judgment? Oh, she's better than me. Oh, she's less than me. Ugh, she has those Chanel boots. She must be such a stuck up bitch. <laughs> oh my God, do you see the way that she walks? She like switches her, she is so thirsty for attention, right? all the ways that we judge and keep ourselves separate. But then maybe you had the opportunity to talk with her over a cup of coffee. Maybe you had the opportunity to learn a little bit more about her through a vulnerable social media post or something that you read about her. And you realize, damn, I feel really bad for judging her like that. She and I are similar. We have a similar story. We have similar experiences. She's just finding her way just like I am. Why would I put that negative energy on her? Why would I judge her and keep her separate from me? We're really not that different. And that's the antidote. So both showing up vulnerably, being authentic, and allowing the women around you to do the same. Questions so far? Great. Oh, yes. Sure, please do. Can I give her the mic, Kirsten? Yeah. Um, I was just going to say on the shadow aspect um, that you're talking about, I, I like to, whenever I'm feeling that about somebody, you know, I like to um, use that as the opportunity to look at myself. Like, what is trying to emerge within me? Like, why am I judging her for that? It's probably because I want some of that for myself and I'm denying it for myself or like some other thing in my past or whatever it is. So it's always an opportunity to be like, what is the thing within me that wants attention? And it's, it's just really powerful that way. That is a great share. Thank you so much. Yes. Like, it's so easy to judge people and keep them separate when we're not in tune with, with what's really going on inside of us, right? And um, this concept lately of, like, being a mirror has been so prevalent for me. There's a lot of people that, like, want to show up and, like, be the show. And I think we could use a lot more people that are willing to be the mirror willing to be a reflection of what, um, of what is most authentic, willing to hold space for other people's authenticity and vulnerability, willing to contend with those shadow aspects of yourself. And Kirsten kind of alluded to it, but I'll just say here, like, 
you know, I'm standing up here and here I am, intuitive coach and guiding my clients through like major emotional and spiritual breakthroughs and like heavy shit. This summer has kicked my ass. Like literally every time I'm like, oh, I can breathe. There's like another layer being ripped away. I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? And it's like, you know, I, we struggle with that. Like, I want to show up with love and light. I want to show up as like, ooh, I'm intuitive so I can like navigate this and like my spirit has my back. But there have been days when I literally cried and did not get out of the bed and like relied on my guardian angel puppy to like get me through. <laughs> and so just, and that's what, that's what I believe is an element of my magnetism. That's what brings people to hear me speak. That's what attracts us to one another is like, I don't have it all figured out. You don't have it all figured out. And there's so much power when we figure it out together and make space for the fact that we're all learning. So, again, another aside. I'm famous for those. All right, so judgment. And then the last is, like, hurt feelings and cattiness. And how do we, how do we heal? Um, I also want to add to this hurt feelings, cattiness, and then also, like, emotional overwhelm, like getting lost in the sea of the feminine emotionality because we're not equipped uh, with the tools to like handle or hold space. So how do, we, how do we heal and integrate this aspect? Number one, we own it. When our feelings are hurt, we operate from a place of courage and bravery and we own it. Sister, coworker, friend, I want you to know I really love you and I appreciate you. And when X, I really felt Y and Z. When you didn't invite me, I really felt left out and like I wasn't good enough to hang out with you guys. When you didn't hold the door for me on the elevator, it really made me feel like you didn't care to spend time with me or you weren't thinking about my day. When you went around talking behind my back and it got back to me, it really hurt me. I thought we were really good friends and it hurt me to know that you were taking information that I shared in confidence with you to people who I hadn't shared it with, right? And nine times out of 10, she's gonna look back at you, hopefully, since we're on the rise and we're healing, and she's gonna say, I apologize, I hurt you. That was my shadow. I'm sorry that it hurt your feelings. The next aspect is, um, so, so yeah, so the next, the next aspect, uh, like healing the cattiness, stop gossiping. Stop, just, just stop gossiping. And I have a little treat for you guys at the end that I'll, um, I'll give you a little a share. But pay attention. Are the women that you surround yourself with, are they in conversation about other women that they see on social media? Are they talking about who wore what, who's sleeping with who, who got what promotion? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or are they talking about elevating themselves? Are they talking about the books they've read? Are they talking about things that they've been going through? Pay attention to the women in your circle. I don't know about for you, but for me, like, I have a couple different, like, small friend groups. And my energy is so different 
depending on which one I'm in. My vibration is so different depending on who I choose to surround myself with. So there's like the friends that are like fun to like go out and party with on a Friday night. But I can tell you that's a very different conversation topic. That's a very different energy that comes to me when I'm in that environment with those people. So much so that the more conscious I become, the more I'm awakening, the more I have to understand that my energy is precious and I can either say, hey, can we talk about something else? Like, can we switch the subject? Or how are things with your children going? Tell me more about your kids. What are they into? Or I can choose to not engage with them any longer and just send them love and light from afar. So be aware of how, um, how your surroundings, how the women that you're in community with are showing up, what they're talking about, how many times a day they're scrolling social media profiles just to find who got the latest X, Y, and Z injections and who's seen with Drake and all this, other, whatever the heck is happening, right? So be mindful of that. And um, I just want to circle back because it's really, really important. The, the biggest way that we can heal this aspect, this cattiness aspect, is like acknowledgement and accountability. Accountability. I'm sorry I hurt you. I apologize if I let you down. I was feeling hurt and I didn't show up in a way that was of service to you. I apologize for that. You with me on this? Are we resonating? Okay. That feels really freeing, right? It feels really freeing. And at the end of the day, if we're going to raise the consciousness, then it has to be done one woman at a time. So then you apologize to someone, you take accountability, you stop gossiping. Well, if you're not gossiping with someone that's in conversation that's gossiping, well, then I guess they're having a one-sided conversation. How's that going to go for them? If you're inclusive, if you're creating community, then soon enough, here we are, all of us together, showing up with a fully integrated shadow, healing the divine feminine, and getting back to what matters, getting back to what's going to lead us to shifting the paradigm. So I think that's it. It was really fast. Oh, yeah, okay, so integration. Right, okay, integration. So, like, thank you, Angelica. That was great, wonderful. Now what the hell do I do with it in my everyday life? We've gone over some things, but I want to first, um, in the spirit of, like, acknowledgement, I want us to think about what wounding is most prevalent for you in the three of these, is there one that like sticks out as something that's like the deepest for you? And how does it show up in your life? Right now, today, how is your sister wound showing up in your life? Anybody wanna share? Great. Uh, as you were talking, I was actually thinking of a question in my head kind of about how the shadow is in my life. So I think women in STEM have made such great strides to work together rather than push each other down. Oh, sorry. In such a male-dominated industry. I mean, the term like STEMinist is even a thing now, STEM feminist. Um, but STEM, like by its nature, is a really competitive field, even if you're a man. So you're kind of, especially as a woman, you're encouraged to push other women down or the other men down to be better. So I'm 
working a lot on kind of not doing what you're saying, where it's like you see a girl, and I'll be like, well, she's pretty, so she's probably not smarter than me, or like she's not as pretty, or like I immediately want to think why I'm better than her, because I'm in this field where I have to always be proving that I'm better. Um, and I've been working a lot on that, especially at the competition and the collaboration, but I was kind of going to ask, how do you work on the collaboration and not thinking you're better than each other when you are kind of, I guess without being a doormat, because you are in a position where you're constantly supposed to be proving you're the best, because there's so many positions at like a research thing or something or other, you have to be like fighting to prove you're better, but you don't want that to like get inside you, you know, and be like, I am better. So that's what I'm working on, I guess, and I was gonna ask your opinion. All right, so I'm gonna go off the rails. I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist here. <laughs> so that structure that you're talking about, that like prove yourself, get to the top, like that shit is collapsing. It's collapsing. The, the reality is it's not gonna matter. Um, and I don't mean like that as like a doomsday, like, ah, I kind of do, but, <laughs> but the reality is at the end of the day, we, we are going to start to see patriarchal systems, including in corporate America, including in government, including in um, financial systems, these patriarchal hierarchical structures are collapsing. Um, so the way I think about it is if this were all gonna disappear tomorrow or in five years, then how would I want to have shown up in this time and space? How would I have wanted to show up? And that's like the other thing about this patriarchy bullshit, right? It's like, women by nature, like you might be super satisfied with the work that you're doing and like you're in STEM and you're loving it and like you are so engaged and like excited about the projects that you're working on and like the incredible women around you. But the patriarchy is gonna say, oh, no, no, no. You need a promotion. You need to climb that corporate ladder. You need to step on whoever you can to get to the top. You need that new car and that new house, so you better find a way to get more money and work a few more hours so that you can get it. That programming is, is the tool of the patriarchy. That is the tool that keeps us separate from our feminine nature. So, like the rebel feminist that I am, fuck that. Like, show up in a way that feels good for you. Show up in a way that is supportive. Understand that this patriarchy and this corporation and this whatever that you're helping build for someone else needs to be in service to you right now. What does that look like for you? And that might look like, you know, collaborating with another woman on the project. And if it goes really well and she gets a promotion, great, excellent then that's her divine path. The ultimate reality of all of this is like, we all have our own path. We're, there's no such thing as competition because none of us are the same person. So if she gets X, Y, and Z before you, or she da 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 da, or she shows up in this particular way, it's either great, that means it's available to me too, or wow, I know she's a really great person and I'm so excited to have someone infiltrating the system that I trust, that I believe in, that I've collaborated with, who I've poured into. I know she's taking a little piece of me in our time together into that next stage of her journey. So that's kind of how I would look at it. Is it's, 
what's going to matter and sooner rather than later um, is going to be how you show up and how you pour into the women around you, regardless of what that might look like on a climbing the corporate ladder um, metric. Yes. Yes, Amber. Um, so I understand everything with the patriarchy. I've dealt with situations like that. I think where the sister wounds shows up for me, and maybe not me exhibiting it, but being it exhibited to, towards me, is me being a woman of color, and then women who are not of color exhibiting something towards me that's negative. And so it's like I have a fear sometimes because I'm like I'm trying to bridge that gap because I think in the sister collective we have to all be on the same page and for each other no matter you know what we look like where we come from and I think sometimes that gets looked over and so it's like I'm, I'm trying to put myself in spaces and I am in these spaces but sometimes it doesn't get exhibited back to me so I don't really know how to I don't know if it's if it is my responsibility or like what is my responsibility in a situation like that other than to be authentic and continue to stand up, but you get so tired after a while, you know? So I don't know, like, what would be your perspective or advice on something like that? That's great, thank you. I don't have an answer for you, is the reality, right? So this is like really touchy stuff, and as a white woman, like most of my clients are black women. Most of the spaces that I choose to be in are black women with black community, and so, it's a question I struggle with a lot, personally. It's, it's deep. I know that much of this work, when you, when you look at the divination, when you look at the mystic, like the roots are from communities of color. This is work that belongs to not necessarily white people. So, yeah, let's continue to explore that more. Because it's really, really important that there's an exchange, that there's an exchange, that there is, um, yeah, that, that's one I struggle with a lot. And so I'm open, I'm ready to learn, to listen, to grow. Um, and I think also to the extent that you can continue to, we, that we as women can continue to put ourselves in spaces where women are looking for that connection regardless. Um, Again, that's that ripple effect. Ultimately, like it's gonna be really out of style to be <laughs> mean and to be separatist and to be racist and to be all the ists. Thank you. Yes. Okay, so my particular shadow comes from a sense or uh, the shadow of scarcity and lack, a sense of lack. Even though I constantly try to uh, give myself words of encouragement about being abundant, being in fulfillment, you know, I am surrounded by all these people who care and love me, but, you know, that sense of, you know, there's still something missing you know, I don't have enough of this, I don't have enough of that, how do you make that mindset stick as far as being in abundance, in fulfillment, you know, and surrounding yourself with all of that? That's a great question, thank you. I can only speak to like my journey and my experience with it, right? And um, for me, 
that has been confronting the shadow. That has been doing the deep work of looking at the ugly, dirty, nasty parts of myself to up-level my self-worth. Because if it's all energy, and it is, and we're telling ourselves, oh, rainbows and butterflies and abundance, but on the inside, we, we haven't contended with those places that we think are ugly, that we think aren't worthy, that we think are shadowy and disgusting and should be hidden and keep us not feeling truly an authentic alignment with the abundance that we're seeking, it's not going to come. It's not gonna come. And yeah, so that, that is honestly shadow work, writing letters to myself, acknowledging when I show up as an ugly, disgusting person with my family, so here we go, another aside. My family calls me baby bitch. <laughs> They literally named my shadow side like a long time ago. And so I write her letters. When she's coming up in me and she's feeling unworthy and she's feeling icky, I ask her like, what do you need? What are you going through right now that is making you feel of low worth? That is making you feel scarce? Because that's where it comes from, right? Ooh, I, I, don't, I don't have enough. I, feel, I don't feel worthy of having what I want. And the more you begin to heal and resolve that, you're, you're up-leveling your self-worth and you're increasing your magnetism. And that abundance does flow. I promise you it does. I want you to remember our connection right now. I promise you, the more into the shadow you go, the more you heal it. You will up-level your self-worth and the abundance will show up in amazing and incredible ways in your life. So tools for, for healing that part of the shadow and up-leveling self-worth that I have found useful, number one, hiring a coach, someone that truly sees you and can reflect you back. Um, breath work is incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful. And I can talk about all of this offline if you have more questions. Um, finding spaces where it fits for you. So like yoga might be your thing. Yoga is not my thing. I don't... I don't do the work in yoga. Yoga feels really uncomfortable for me. But I do a lot of shadow work in the gym. Going to the gym and like physically lifting weights and like doing the visualization process of like watching that nasty stuff sweat out of my body. So there's like a lot of different tools that you can do for, uh, that can help you work through the shadow side. But that authenticity is what's gonna make you magnetic and abundant. Cool. I, don't, I can't even remember where the heck we are. Um, uh, oh yeah, okay, cool. So how does it show up for you? It shows up like wanting to climb the corporate ladder. It shows up like not being sure of who is in my sisterhood community who wants to build a connection and a relationship with me. Um, it shows up like not feeling actually aligned with my own abundant nature. Cool. Step two of integration. How can you resolve unfinished business? How can you re resolve unfinished business? Unfinished sister wounding that is showing up, even if you've forgotten about it, if you sit still for long enough, it's probably right there beneath the surface. You might have stuffed it down, but it's our intention today that that is coming up. And she's gonna come to your mind. Maybe right now she's in your mind. Maybe she'll come in the next hour, or maybe by the end of the night tonight. She'll come to you. 
and that she is the woman that you have unfinished business with. She's the one that you're ready to resolve and heal the wound with. When she comes to you, give her a call, if that's an option, and heal your side of the street. If it's not, write her a letter that you may never send. Or just sit in communion with her spirit in your own meditation and imagine the healing of those cords that sit between you. Right? So imagine yourself with energetic love and light cords between you, sending love and healing energy through those cords into her. But if you can call her, if you're brave enough, if it's an option for you, highly suggest that. So, integration step number two. Make it right. Make it right. Resolve the unfinished. Step number three. Commit to moving forward. So now you're like equipped with a whole different set of information than you were when you walked in this room 40 minutes ago. Hopefully you have a new lens, you had an insight, you have an understanding. You met a beautiful woman sitting around you who you have a new connection with. So how are you gonna move forward? As you move throughout your week and the next months ahead, what does that look like? How do you show up for the women around you? How do you show up for yourself? How do you commit to healing the old wounds and doing your best not to create new ones, taking accountability for them and healing them when you do? Committing to moving forward differently. Integration step number three. All right, people. That, I'm... That's it. That's what I got to share. Let's see. Yeah. It feels complete. Yeah, okay. Great. Questions, comments, concerns? Yes. It's actually a comment because I, um, I left a job a year ago to go contract work and work from home with myself. I worked with a group of women and in the hospital. My manager was a woman but the director is a man. It was very, it was horrible. But my contract ended and out of the blue, I got a call to come back. The same women are there. And so I took it. I felt like I needed to go back. And so I went back Monday. And Monday and Tuesday was orientation. It was great, everybody's happy. You know, you got your job. Wednesday was orientation with other nurses. So, you know, we were just doing our thing. And then Thursday and Friday, I went into office with the women. <clears throat> and I thought, I, why did I even come back? I mean, this is, it's worse than it was last year. But I felt like I needed to be there, and I just wanted to say that this class was a perfect way to, to step into whatever this role is I have for this time going back. So I really appreciate your class today. Benita, right? Benita. Thank you for sharing. That was beautiful. I really appreciate that. And... It's always our intention at Modern Mystic Shop that whoever needs to show up to be a light, to, to integrate, to shine, will be here. So it is divinely purposed that you're here today. And I look forward to hearing how you show up in this challenging space with all of this new insight that you're equipped with. Yes, 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 yes. Kirsten? 
it's actually kind of similar to what Benita is talking about um, and what you were speaking on, Amber, as well. Um, you know, I see, I know Benita, she comes to class every Sunday. Um, and from what you say, you know, you're showing up in this divine feminine space. You're trying to hold it for yourself and for others. I feel the same way. And I think that I've gotten to this point where that emotional overwhelm that you mentioned speaks to me. We're like, where's the line between living this path and then naturally having some trauma around the, the way that others respond or just like trying to hold that ground? Where is that line between like, how do I stay open, but how do I also stay safe? Um, because I think as women, safety is something that is not a given for us in this world. And so that's like where the resistance comes in for me, like where my spirit does not know how to process. How do I stay open, but how do I honor my own sense of safety? That's really great. Um, like as empaths, how many of you resonate with what Kirsten just said? Yeah, so Kirsten basically um, explained this, this challenge that she's having, being naturally intuitive and empathic, being in a space like modern mystic, and um, wanting to show up with openness and authenticity and connection, but feeling overwhelmed sometimes, sometimes not being met with the same level of... Um, with authenticity that she is providing and like ultimately feeling like a lack of safety, emotional safety, maybe even physical safety as a result of not being, trying to navigate the line between being too open and not open enough, right? That makes sense? Yeah, okay. So how many, again, by a show of hands, how many of us resonate with that? Yeah, yeah. That's like that enmeshment piece, right? That emotional enmeshment, that psychic enmeshment. And again, I'm not up here as anybody's guru. I'm up here as someone who's walking this path, who's learning her own way, um, who's navigating that same issue for myself, wanting to like be and hold space and like show up, but then like f needing to sleep what feels like for 36 hours after one client session. So I think ultimately like creating space for ourselves to be with ourselves in our own energy is really, really important for that. Really important for that. And as someone who is incredibly empathetic, or empathic and empathetic, you know, you're in a space, it, you could have no conversation at all, but you might walk out there and you feel everybody's energy. And creating time and space to literally be in your cocoon of safe energy, if that is possible for you, is absolutely paramount. I worked at a high school for six years um, in the West End, in Bankhead, basically. Um, over 600 kids, some of which I was personally responsible for on a daily basis. And my energy was always all over the place always all over the place, and I didn't know why. I didn't know why, I couldn't figure it out. I, I had the crystals, I burned the sage in my office, I like put my Reiki symbols up on the wall, like the whole thing, and I just every day felt like an emotional battle. And it wasn't until I ended up leaving my job at the end of that job at the end of June of this year, and the first month and a half that I was out of that space, it was like a whole recalibration, and it was like, having to 
like, oh, this is what Angelica's energy feels like. This is what it feels like to not say a word to anybody all day. And if you're sad or upset or in a pissy mood, guess whose energy that is? And when you're happy and when you're feeling jovial and abundant, guess whose energy that is? So for me personally, the most important way that we learn to navigate those spaces is by attuning to our own energy frequency so that we can learn what's ours and what is not. Any other questions? Okay, awesome. I think we're right about at time. So what I did for you wonderful people who showed up today uh, is, and I'll also add it to my website for those people that are listening on the podcast. We'll add it in the show notes as a link. I created 25 ways to begin healing your sister wound. Oh, yeah, okay. So hold on, before we go into that, they're like, you need to wrap this thing up. Like, why the fuck does it matter? Okay. (laughs) Okay, it matters because, like, your female energy, your magic, your, like, ability to, like, create and, like, live this divine expression and, like, do all of the, and, like, smash these paradigms and, like, bring amazing children into the world if that's what you choose to do. And, like, your magic is dependent on the full embodiment of your divine feminine nature. Your ability to create in life what you desire, what you're called for, what you're purposed for, is based on your ability to connect with these divine feminine aspects of yourself. So that's why it matters. If you're in here in Modern Mystic, like you're into this magic and stuff, and you know it's not just woo-woo, as Jamie Butler says, it's true-true, and you understand that you want to show up as magic in the world. And the way you do that is by embodying your divine feminine. So that's why it matters. And um, I created for you 25 ways to begin healing your sister wound and embracing your divine feminine. So I'm going to pop open my computer in just a second. You can provide me with your contact information. So just your first, last name, and your email. And then I will send to you a little sheet that I made randomly. Spirit gave it to me at like 11 o'clock last night. I'm like, I'm really supposed to be going to bed right now because I like need to talk to these people in the morning. They're like, no, you need to create this for them. So it's like 25 simple little ways that some are bigger than others, but that you can show up um, and maybe just like drop something on, like print it out and like drop a, a stone on it, flip a penny on it and like just decide to show up that way on any particular day you know, or go through all of them for 25 days in a row. However you want to use it, it's just a tool, 25 thoughtful, creative little things that you can do to start healing and uh, embodying your divine magic. So that is uh, one other thing. So what do I do? How do I show up? Uh, Let me know if you find out. I'm still figuring it out. So if you know how I'm supposed to show up, please let me know. But right now I am supporting women. um, Specifically, I work with women and girls, but I'm mostly open. But the universe and I kind of have a pact, so I really only, like, they only send me women. Anyway, so I offer clarity readings, which are, like, a one-time intuitive reading. Uh, We'll look at your astrology, numerology. We might pull some oracle cards for you, and it really gets an energetic blueprint of what's going on for you, and I'll support you through a clarity reading. Um, I also work in the space of healing, and so the two modalities that I use in the healing space are Reiki and breathwork. Um, so I hold space in those two ways uh, for, for clients. Breathwork, y'all. Whew. 
Yeah, those that know, I'm like, I see all the heads nodding. So hopefully we'll, um, I think there's a podcast episode on breath work, which is great, but it's pretty amazing stuff. You can like heal stuff you didn't even know you needed to heal just by breathing. Like you, it's, it's crazy. And then the last way that I hold space uh, for clients is through an intuitive coaching program. So if you're like kind of on your way in embracing this intuitive nature, you're like having dreams and visions and like you're waking up to your intuitive side but you really can't talk to your mom or your friend or your cousin about it because she's going to think you're batshit crazy, then, like, come to me, and we can work together for 12 weeks so that you can have somebody to support you through that awakening process who can equip you with the tools for spiritual protection, for um, awakening, for really getting to aligned, uh, into alignment with your gifts and making sure that that plays out in all the areas of your life. So those are the three ways I show up. Readings, healings, coaching, if you're interested, all of the information can be found on my website, which is www.angelicaray.com. Follow me on the Insta, at Angelica Ray. I have some cards up here, and then I'll pop this computer open if you want to get your 25 ways to begin healing your sister wound and embodying your divine feminine. Thank you for being here. This episode was produced by Kirsten Hedges and produced and edited by Georgie Harris. For more information, visit us at modernmysticshop.com and click on Sunday School.